0: This is a message that was recorded at Word of Life, a London City church in Lewisham, London. May God bless you as you listen. He reigns. He reigns in your circumstances, He reigns in your situation what the enemy says god reigns and i want to encourage you today as i bring the word of god to you before i start sharing the word um the youth leaders of the youth team will want to see um all the parents of the chosen generation next sunday okay immediately after the service hallelujah amen amen what I want to share with you today, I've titled it "Waiting in the Cloud." Hallelujah, waiting in the cloud. Um, I have this tendency of always, sometimes running my uh, my um, title with my wife, and say, hmm. "I've never heard that before." <laughs> waiting in the cloud. If you want to pursue God, you have to learn to wait. Amen. And you see, one of the interesting things I found out about pursuing God is that you're not the one that catches Him. (laughs) Most times, we think when we pursue Him, we're the one that catches Him. No, He's the one that catches us. Hallelujah! How many of you want to be caught this morning? (laughs) Amen. I'm still pursuing. I've had moments when I've been caught. And about those moments when it hasn't haven't been caught. I want to I actually give you a picture of what I'm sharing today and I'm still looking at Moses' life. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much for your faithfulness. I want to thank you because being here today has not been by power. It's not been by might. It's because it is a day that you have made and we will be Thank you, Father God, for this word that I'm going to share. And I pray that this word will not fall on the ground, but it will accomplish that which it has been sent to accomplish in the name of Jesus. Father God, that we will be edified and you will be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I, I realize that for me, again, okay, it is sometimes very difficult to wait for God. You guys are good. <laughs> Me, I struggle sometimes to wait for God. And I realize that waiting for God does not come easy. And I also realize that the reason why we do not pursue God is because they're not ready to wait. <laughs> Amen. Unfortunately, many of us have measured the goodness of God based on material things. not in spiritual things. I was speaking to the men on Thursday, and we were challenging each other, which we do frequently. I'm talking about the men in my leadership. We do challenge each other. And I said to them, what's your spiritual gauge? Where are you? When it comes to your maturity, of things that I realize is that many of us think we are so mature. But we miss out on a lot of things that God wants to do through our lives. Amen? I've never called myself a prophet. I've never called myself an apostle. I've never called myself any of those things. Because I want more than that. (laughs) And it's me having that that God can reveal You know, Jesus says in Mark 16, he says, And this sign shall follow those who believe in my name. If you look at it, he says, Speak in tongues, cast out demons, lay hands on the sick, and they shall be healed. Am I right? But why is it that we focus so much on just speaking in tongues? <laughs> there is so much. Amen. You get to realize how spiritually matured you are when you begin to perceive him. That everything he has, you want him. Not just. Am I making sense? How long can you wait for God? How long can you be in that place where he's so quiet and he doesn't say anything? <coughs> Things are In Psalm one hundred and three, verse seven, God, said that the Bible says this. It says He made known His ways to Moses, and His acts to the children of Israel. Have you ever paused to ask yourself that question? Why did He make His ways known to Moses, and His acts to the children of Israel? And I can give you the answer in Scripture. Okay. When we go to Exodus 20, 18 to 21. In the early days, when the children of Israel have come out of Egypt, and God was taking them down the path, taking them to the promised land, he said to Moses, to Moses, he said, say to them, that I'm coming to visit them, that they should sanctify themselves. And God was ready to reveal himself to the whole of Israel. But listen to what they said in verse 18. When the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance and said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen. But do not have God speak to us or we will die. Look at verse 21. The people remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. Can you see the picture here? Sometimes we are so scared, too busy, or do not even have the understanding that we can draw near to God. That we can draw closer to God. He says, draw nigh to me, and I will draw nigh to you. The children of Israel were afraid of God. The same thunder and lightning that they saw was the same thing that Moses saw. But Moses drew near. But they said, no, 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 no. God, don't speak to us. We want Moses to speak to us. And when I look at the church today, many of us want ministers to speak to us and not God. Amen. Please, I want you to understand one thing. When you hear me talk, please, I'm not putting down conferences. I'm not putting down Bible school. Those in the Bible school, when I go to teach, they know me. I make it clear. You've not come to Bible school because you want to be a pastor. You've come to Bible school because you want to know God. (laughs) Amen. Amen. As much as good as those stuff are, nothing can beat you having that personal time with him. As much as, if I say so, my message is good, (laughs) I'm only joking. Spending time in his presence. Hallelujah. Because Moses was so desirous of God's presence, that when the children of Israel ran away, Moses approached. So God made his ways known to Moses. But food was what the children of Israel were interested in. Blessings. Cars. Houses. Houses. Look, when we had that fire in our house, I realized (laughs) these things can go any time. But the one who kept the peace in my heart was Jesus. People of God, what what I'm trying to take us to as a church, and I'm praying myself that I will not preach this and be a customer. It's for us to learn to draw nearer to God in the 21st century. Amen. You see, what God wants from us is for us to come up higher. He made His way known to Moses or He makes His way known to those who draw closer to Him. And I don't think there's any day that shouldn't be a day of drawing closer. Every day should be a day of drawing closer. And I realized something. The more you draw closer to him, the more he reveals things to you. Amen. The more he reveals things to you. I can tell you things that, that God... Look, when I was asked in 2005, and this is how interesting it was. I, I was in, a diff, in another um, network church, and I was asked to move to, and then we moved back to the main church, and the pastor, the senior pastor said, Roland, I want you to go and pastor a church. And he never told me the church. And I'm driving, and I said, Lord, which church? And he told me, even before my senior pastor told me. Okay. Look, we do not realize how, is for God to reveal things to us. And when he reveals this to us, it's not for us to show off. And please forgive me. And that's why I cannot stand. There are things I see sometimes on YouTube, and I'm like, for crying out loud. Hold back. Hold back. You see, We have been sucked in by those things. It's not being sucked in by God. You just say, Lord, I love you. I want to be where you are. We've sang songs, but we've not acted. It's like we say, I surrender all. But what we're actually saying is I surrender some, not everything. (laughs) Are you getting me, people of God? God called Moses to come up high. God is calling you and I to come up higher. Amen. Exodus 24, 12 to 18. Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on a mountain, and there I will give you tablets of stone and the law and commandments which I have written that you may teach them. God wants to give us the secrets. He says that the, the secret things belong to God. But he has revealed them to us and our children. What is that saying? He's saying that God has so much that he wants to reveal to you. He wants to reveal about someone who needs healing. He wants to reveal to you about someone who needs deliverance. He wants to reveal to you so many things, what he wants to do in the future. So when we go to verse 15. Then Moses went up into the mountain, and a cloud covered the mountain. Now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. When I read that, I read it over and over again. Six days in a cloud. God is not saying something. He's not saying anything. Amen. Six days in the cloud. And what you'll notice is that it says that the glory of the Lord actually was on that mountain. Do you know sometimes we can bask and just sit in that glory and not want to go any further? Amen. But Moses sat in, that, in there for six days. And I sat down and I was wondering, do you know when you're in a plane sometimes and everyone is asleep? And you're the only one that's awake. And you look out of the window. And all you see is this cloud. Nothing. Well, you know what's interesting? In the plane, you still have people around you. But you're seeing clouds. Do you ever feel so lonely? I do sometimes. Especially when I'm traveling (laughs) alone. But can you imagine Moses is just sitting in the cloud? God has said to him, come up." He goes up sits there. There's no pillow. (laughs) There's no mattress. (laughs) There's no iPad. (laughs) There's no Wi-Fi. Okay, So you can see that there's nothing new under the sun. Mm? They're putting things in the clouds now, but Moses was in the cloud (laughs) waiting for God. (laughs) Are you getting me, people of God? He sits there. First day, nothing. Second day, nothing, third day, nothing, fourth day, nothing. I bet you guys by the fifth day I'll be going, what am I doing here? What's God doing? I begin to shift focus. How many times have you shifted focus? Just wait for God. And you know what's interesting about when you and I are waiting down here. We have television, we have gas cooker, we have all those things. So we can always go there and do this, go here and do this. But he's just sitting there. Nothing is happening. And God is silent. Sometimes we need to look again at our theologies. Because we sometimes feel that God needs to speak all the time. God needs to speak. And sometimes you find people, they're always speaking. This is what God is saying. This is what God is saying. This is what. And I get tired of it. Because God doesn't have to speak to you all the time. When He speaks, sometimes He's probably giving you instructions of what to do or what not to do. But I want to encourage us that waiting in the cloud means that. You want to be patient, because God is teaching you how to be patient to wait for him. There's a message I will be doing, which is the difference between waiting on and waiting for. Because they're two different things. (laughs) Sometimes we always think waiting for is the same as waiting on. Waiting for is your expecting. Waiting on is your serving. am not making sense. Alone in the cloud with God, everything was silent. Everywhere. So what do you do in those times of silence? What is your response when you know that God has promised you? He has spoken to you. He has spoken great things. He has told you, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And you're going through different challenges. You're going through different issues. Do you want to throw in the tower? You learn to wait. Amen. We come to Exodus 24, 15 to 16. It tells us that now the glory, verse 16, it says, Now the glory of God rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Moses Is on this mountain six days And nothing is happening God is completely silent Amen How focused are you whilst waiting? Amen Many of us when we find ourselves In that place of waiting for God For his next set of instruction We have the tendency to drift We stop doing the necessary things that will keep us focused on him. We stop praying in the secret place because we're more focused on our situation than we are. I get so, Hey, guys. You guys are very good Christians. Seriously. <laughs> Me, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh God. And then my phone rings. A microwave dings. Ding, 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 I go. My wife comes in. Darling. I go. My children. Oh, dad, I need this. I do it. And then after I've done all that, I run back. God, I'm back. Or am I going to do what Or am I going to do hood? God needs to put every one of us in a cloud. so we can learn to wait amen we can learn to wait have you ever heard of this saying when God seems far away ask yourself who moved who moved it wasn't him he says I will always be with you amen so I'm trying to Create an imagination here for you to realize that God wants us to wait. Amen for him. Hallelujah. He wants us to wait for him because waiting improves our relationship with him. Waiting brings us to a place of deeper fellowship and connection. And waiting in the cloud means that there is no one to disturb you. There's nothing to distract you. Then the Lord said to Moses, come up on the mountain and there I will give you the tablets. God wants us to come up. Due to our impatience, there are many things that God wants to reveal to us, but we have become, it's become too difficult because we're not waiting. There are too many activities. We need to be still to be able to hear God. God requires stillness. It requires patience. In the time of waiting in the cloud, it is better for us to be still and focus on God. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Amen. Uh, when I was preparing this, God dropped Elijah in my spirit. And the found in Second Kings uh, 19. After Elijah had killed the prophets of Baal, and he ran away because Jezebel was chasing after him. And listen to this because you find out that it's the similar thing that God said to, 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 to Moses. Second Kings 19 verse 11. It says, then the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. Behold, behold, the Lord is about to pass by. And he went up and listen to this. A great and mighty wind tore into the mountains and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a still, small voice. God always speaks in a still, small voice. Amen. We can, you you know, we can be in a place and we're jumping, hey, 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 ah," we're doing all that. We're doing all the acrobatics. And we're waiting and we say, oh, we hear God in this. You do not hear God in that noise. Earthquake, God is not there. Fire, God is not there. Wind, God is not there. But there's still small voice. Hallelujah. Say, Lord, open my spiritual ears so that I can hear that still, small voice. Amen. You know, Moses being up there, God had to test his patience. And sometimes God wants to test our patience. And I ask myself this question, will I pass <laughs> the patient test? Amen. How long will I be able to wait for him in the cloud? How long will I be? Put off by the silence. And you might be going through some serious challenges right now. And you've been crying out to God. And there is silence. But he wants you to wait. A silent wait. Lord, I'm desperate. Wait. Lord, everything is falling apart. Wait. Lord, there are many people seeking my counsel as a pastor. Wait. Lord, there is no word from you wait. How long am I to wait for? Silence. Lord, Lord, silence. How long can you wait in the cloud? As long as the Lord wants you to wait. Amen. The Bible says, now the glory of the Lord filled that mountain. And God called to Moses from out of that cloud. Guess what? To another level. So there is always another level in our walk with God. (laughs) There's always another level. When we became born again, when we became Christians, that was the first level. Amen? When your challenges begin, that's another level. As you persevere in that challenge, it takes you to the next level, which is the level where you're conquering. The level where you're, you're, he's revealing things to you and you're dealing with those things. Amen. When you look at 2 Corinthians 12, that was what Paul was saying when he said, I know a man who was taken to the third heaven. And many things were revealed to him, things that I cannot even speak about. So there is always a next level in our walk with God. And it comes to a place of learning to wait in the cloud. Learning to wait in the place of silence. Learning to wait even when nothing seems to make sense to you. In 2005, the Lord said to me, he said, son, every money that the church gets as um, Gift aid He so said don't touch it He so said put it aside And we began to put The money aside We began to put the money aside And I knew what God Wanted us to use the money for To buy a building And every year I look at the account it's swelling. God where is the building Second year God where is the building Then after a while, I said to my wife, okay, let's use the money to do something else. And my wife said, did God say that to you? Thank God for wives. (laughs) So we waited 10 years. 10 years. Not touching that money. Not touching that money. And then when we found this place, I was like, "God, God!" And they said to us, "They want us to pay cash." And they said, "Come back and beat for it." And everyone thought that was it, even me. Then the agent said, "Increase the." the asking price, prices are so amount. So I went back to God and I said, is that what you want me to do? He said, no, don't do it. it it. And we left it. He said, we are bidding the same amount. We also had developers bidding for this building. And the Lord gave it to us. You've got to move from a level of eating everywhere to a level of choosing what you eat. To the level of knowing that you can only eat from the hands of God. <laughs> Am I making sense, people of God? <laughs> because we can go everywhere. Go everywhere. Do everything. Do everything. But at the end of the day, who is feeding you? Because you need to be fed, directly. And I want to quickly show you some ways that you can do this. Amen? And these are ways that I have done, and it has helped me, and I'm still learning. Number one, learn to be alone with God. Amen? Learn to be alone with God. Many of us do not know how to be alone with God. We feel more comfortable being with everyone else. Do you know You've got to learn to be silent in that place of being alone with God. Sometimes we're talking, God, I need this. God, I want this. God, this is happening. God, 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 until you get to that place where you keep quiet. I can just imagine Moses in that cloud. He had no one to talk to, and even if he was shouting, I don't think God was listening. It's not that God wasn't listening, but God was saying, "Until you become patient, I'm not going to speak." Amen. It's good to find a place of being alone with God. Sometimes I will go away from the house and and rent get a place where there is no TV. There's no radio. Okay. I did that for years until 2020. Okay. I'll just say to Malak, Malak, book me someplace so that I can go. And I go spend time there. Amen. Where do you spend time alone with God? Do you know why going away to spend time alone with God is important? Sometimes some of you think, oh, it's only pastors. You've got to learn to do it. Go and spend time alone with God. If you read the book of Exodus 33, verse 7, it says Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who saw the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which is outside the camp. Because when you go outside the camp, when you go away from your familiar territory, there is no distraction. No one is distracting you. No one is disturbing you. Switch off your phone. Don't take your iPad. Counsel your Netflix account when you're going. I'm not saying cancel it. Just don't take it. Because there's always that temptation to want to watch something. So you're just there alone with it. You choose how long you want to be. Is it two days? Is it three days? My wife and myself, every December, we go away to just to seek his face. Learn to go away. Number two. Some of you might not like this. This is still going away. But when you're going away, expect to be broken going away to be alone with him. Expect to be broken. Amen. (laughs) I think this is Genesis 31. Let me quickly look at it. Genesis 31, and it's to do with Jacob. Amen. Jacob. The Bible says Jacob was faced with his brother coming to attack. And what Jacob did, the Bible says Jacob had to go away and be alone. Amen. Jacob had to go and be alone. Genesis 31, verse 22. No. Genesis 32, it will be Genesis 32, verse 22. Yes. It says, and he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons and crossed over the port of Jabok. He took them, sent them over to the, the brook and, and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone. Did you see that? He sent everything away that he had. And the Bible says, and there he wrestled with a man, he wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint. He wrestled with him and he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Let me give you a picture of just being alone with God and the picture here. The picture here is that when you are alone with God, God begins to open you up so that you can see the things in your life that are a hindrance to what God wants to do. So why then do we wrestle with God? Because these are things we've been doing for such a long time. And it's like, I can't let this go. Lord, I can't let this go. I enjoy EastEnders. I can't let it go. Lord, I enjoy NCIS. I can Yeah, I watch NCIS. Lord, I can't let it go. And God is saying, let it go. Let this one go. Because if you don't let it go, it will not allow you to have the deep relationship with me. And then I'm talking, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, Lord. our symptom. Oh, and then God is, and then he breaks you. So that you can connect with him and hear him. Amen. Place people of God, I hope I'm making sense. We we run away from the breaking. We don't want to be broken. How many of you want pain? Nobody. Nobody. Even Jesus, when he was about, he knew he was about to die. He said, Father, if it were possible, let this cross. So please don't think that when you are afraid of pain or suffering, that is something new. But what I want to say to you is that God gives you the grace. Because he he wants you to come out smelling like him. He wants you to come out looking like him. The third one, you have to leave everything behind. And this is what most of us don't like. Amen. Philippians 3, 12. It says, not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to the things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God. Leave everything behind. Some of you will say, leave my house, leave my car. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. Amen. I'm saying that. There are things, there's pride, the anger, the frustration, the fact that, oh, uh, uh, God has been using me. Forget about it. There's always another level of glory. Don't remain in the same place. When Moses went to that mountain, he said the glory of God was there. He stayed there six days. And then God moved him to another level. And in this level, he stayed there 40 days, 40 nights. Six days cannot compare to 40 days of spending in the presence of God. Six days. The six days he sat there in silence, paled into insignificance, knowing that he was just sitting at the feet of God. And God was revealing stuff to him. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, were all written by Moses because he sat at the feet of God. Even part of the book of Psalms, like Psalm 90, Psalm 91, these were things that were written by Moses because he learned to wait in the cloud so that he can move to the next level. Amen. You know, like I said last week, even that next level of sitting with God for 40 days and 40 nights wasn't enough for him. Amen. Sometimes we're satisfied. We lay hands on someone, they fall on the ground. They get up there the same. nothing has changed. Amen. You want to get to a place? I want to get to a place where I can easily say, Lord, your face, and I am changed. I am transformed. The things I used to do, I do them. Amen. How far do you want to go? How far do you want to go? Moses was in that cloud. Nadab, Abihu, Aaron, her, and all the elders who began to climb with Moses saw God from a distance. Moses saw God at close quarters and spoke with God. When you wait on God, you will not only get instructions and strategies, he will give you himself. Amen. Moses' face was shining. Those who pursue God and get caught by him leave his presence looking like in his glory. Smelling like him. Humbled. Why do I know that they will look like him? Second Corinthians 3.18 says this. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Are what? Being transformed. Listen to this. Into the same image. From glory to glory. Just by the Spirit of so today, I just want to challenge us. How long can you wait in the cloud for? <laughs> How long can you wait? Amen. Are you satisfied with the level you are at? Amen. Yeah, there was a day, there was 2015. I was being called back to come back to the main church. And, um, but a good thing was that it wasn't an order <laughs> that I should come back wanted me to think about it. And um, I was at a meeting, and I'd finished ministering. I'd given words. People were coming, words were just coming out. And I've been praying, and I've been saying, God. Look, and if I had gone. Okay? How many of you know that? The main church is, has a lot of people. I was not just going to sit down and be, um, I was going to actually be doing something that, and I will be in the midst of all these people. And there was a part of me that said, take it. There was the excitement to take it. And I remember coming back driving, and I said, Lord, you've spoken through me to everyone, but I've not heard. You know, sometimes you can ask God questions. You can ask him to speak to you about situations. And as he does with me, which is always simple, not yet, son. And I stay back. That same year, we bought this building. (laughs) That same year, we (laughs) bought this building. Why am I sharing some of those things with you? I'm sharing them with you. To know that there's nothing that God cannot say to you if you allow Him, and it's the coming closer. It's the coming closer. Jesus said, "I do not do anything except I hear my Father. I see my Father do it. I do not say anything." God wants to speak to His church. He wants to speak to you and I. He wants to reveal His heart for you. He wants to reveal His heart for your family. When he said to me about my son, my son was going to go to a particular. He said, "No, he shouldn't." University that my children have gone to, God has told us about them. Schools, and it all comes back to drawing closer to staying in that. Was it about my daughter before she was born? I knew, and I said to people, she's going to be a girl, because God has shown me. When my son was going to be born, he had shown me. I knew he was a boy. When the third one was coming, I said, I, I don't care. <laughs> it's building that relationship. And every time I lose, I lose the, deep, the deep experience with him, it hurts me. We've got to get to a point where we, 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 we weep and say, Lord, we've lost that relationship. I hope I'm challenging you. And I hope I'm blessing you. And I want to say to you, you can do it. Start one day at a time. Switch off the telly. Switch off the phone. I left my phone in the office here the other day. <laughs> And I was excited. (laughs) I was excited because I could have been reading news, watching the next football on. But I didn't have it. I was free. And I could just sit there and, thank you, Lord, brought out my book and read it. Read books. Amen. How many of you want? Don't you just stand up on your feet, please? And then just begin to say, Lord. I don't know the worship team. You were about to sing a song today. Was it not for today? I'm chasing after you. Oh, it's for the end. So you can sing it now then. Please, let's chase after him today. Let's chase after him. Begin to speak to him. Begin to speak to him and say, Lord. we've heard about you. We know you can do these things. Lord, we are chasing after you today. We are chasing after you. What is it that you look so difficult for you? Say to him, Lord, I'm chasing after you because I must be caught by you. Begin to cry out to him. Cry out to him. Let it not just be, oh, we've come to service and we enjoyed the message. Let it be, Lord, I want to leave this place today chasing after you. Cry out to God. Cry out to God. Don't be held back by your circumstance. Don't be held back by your situation. Don't be held back by the lies of the enemy. Don't be held back. You want to move forward. You want to move upward. And say, Lord, here I am. Catch me. Take hold of me. Lord, I give you my life. I give you my everything. Lord, I want to be alone with you. I want to be alone with you. Do you know to be alone with him is not, is not a problem? I will come home sometimes and people will be waiting for me. And, but I'm driving down and the Lord has already spoken to me Son, I want you to meet with me. And I'll leave everybody there. And my, they will ask my wife. My wife says, He's going to speak to His father. Learn to find that. want it back I'm desperate to have it back so you be desperate to have it be desperate to have it be desperate to have a secret place where you can just sit with it if you're not traveling out if you're not going away look for a secret place is there anyone here you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Or you're watching online and you do not even know God as a Father. I want to give you this invitation. 32 years ago I know who I was and where I was. But that day when I asked Jesus to forgive me. And I asked him to be my Savior. it made a difference in my So if you're here right now, you're watching and you've not had that relationship or you've not come to a place of that reconciliation. This is your opportunity. If you're here and you want to do that, you want to come back to him and say, Lord, I want that relationship. I've gone away from you. If you're here, put up your hands and I'll pray with you. Anyone or you're watching. And pray this prayer after me say, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. I know I'm a sinner and I need a savior. And Jesus, you're the savior of the world. I believe you died and I believe you rose again. And I believe that you're the son of God. Jesus, I ask you, please come into my life and be my lord and my savior. Even now, and forevermore. If you pray that prayer for the first time here, just put up your hands. If you prayed it and you mean it, put up your hands. Or if you're watching right now, just send us a message based on the details that you have on there, and we will send you leaflets and documents that will help you. If you have been blessed by this message, please don't hesitate to contact us at www.wordoflife-lcc.org And remember, God loves you.